Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Shoneswood Effects. Shoneswood Effects is from Regina, Saskatchewan, right here in Canada. We love them, we use them. In fact, we recorded this intro and theme music using them. So check out Kev's work on Instagram at Shoneswood and get into it. Welcome to The Cultured Guitarist. My name is Angelic Al. And with me, as ever, is confoundingly cool Casper. That was a little better, I guess. You didn't like? Come on. That was good. It was good. I was trying to build you up with that nickname. It was good. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we have a pretty cool guest with us today. Yeah, we do. This is a first for The Cultured Guitarist as a show, but our first international podcast guest (laughs) uh uh, we're gonna well you know why don't you introduce yourself instead of me coming up with a dumb nickname for you you can just uh say hello hello i was actually hoping for a dumb nickname that was a pretty good oh i'm james (laughs) james back from audio oh man i've blown that a couple of times i need to start get it together al come on you got one job dude Uh, that's yeah just that's my only job here that's fine Oh man! Well, we're stoked to have you on the show. Um, it's you. You. Uh, we met you through a, a pretty cool cause, um, mm-hmm. the Aussie Bushfire yeah. Gear Giveaway, which has now ended, and a lot of people won some really cool stuff. Unfortunately, I did not. No, me neither. Oh. But a ton but, of money was uh, raised, and uh, yeah, you can. That's probably more count important yourself. than me winning stuff. Yeah, and you can count yourself as one of the people that really helped bring bring that cause a, a whole mm-hmm. lot of attention. And good job, man. <laughs> Dude, cheers! Yeah, same, same to you. Freaking you guys, and I'll do this. So many pedal companies helped out. It was nuts. I was pretty, you know, like blown away, honestly. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely <laughs> bananas. Uh, you contributed one of my favorite things to mm. that. But uh, I, before we get to that, let's let's talk about what's been going on with our week. What's been going on with you, Mister Casper? You know what? Um, I just been playing a lot of guitar. Playing a lot of guitar. Yeah, just digging into delay because now I have two. And yep. uh, that's a lot of fun. So just been practicing a lot of guitar. Been uh, actually adapting some cover songs from different genres lately, oh. which is kind of cool. But you know, not really the bread and butter of what I do. But it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. What's been going on in uh, in your guitar related world, James? Um, still honestly like learning. <laughs> I'm like kind of a kind of a beefy guitar like guitarist. So I'm just trying to like brush up but i've i've been focusing honestly more on obviously design stuff every night you know i'm behind the computer um so you like you're designing pedals and stuff or you like more than your playing? oh yeah pedals and a preamp working on a mic pre too oh but, uh, yeah well, i have a just mostly just overdrives coming on my bench to get uh, tested and burned in. That's my excuse for sitting at my bench for like 30 minutes and just playing through a pedal. Oh, man, that's uh, sounds busy, but also sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
tell us, like, how did you get into doing pedals and preamps, and how did you get into this world? Like, what inspired what's, you to look at that? And what's the origin story here? Uh, it would be, like, music production, honestly, when I was a lot younger, like, in my teens. And uh, I would put distortion and overdrive, I mean, obviously crappy little plugins on everything, and I was super stoked. And uh, I would get in trouble from my buddy who'd be like, you're putting too much distortion on everything. So I kind of got more into overdrives. And uh, as I got into recording, I really love uh, front end stuff like preamps and everything. And then when I found out that some of the best distortions were pedals, you know, I kind of just dove right in and was super enamored and like just, you know, ate it all up. That's that's rad as heck. So because you're uh, you're you're an anomaly to me, like when when we found you, uh, well, um, having not heard of you before the Aussie Bushfire gear giveaway, uh, the, the thing that caught my eye was obviously your Spitfire pedal. Um, and I was a little bit uh, in love <laughs> with the, <laughs> the graphics and the artwork you did on that thing. Um, but then, Cheers, you man. know, trying to dive into you a little bit more, learning that that was your first release. And that's a that's a fairly in-depth pedal with a lot of options on it. Most people's first on there overdrive release because a lot of companies first pedal is is a drive pedal of some kind mm-hmm. but most people's first drive pedal is three knobs it's a volume of tone and a gain knob mm-hmm. <laughs> and yours was uh quite a step beyond that so um it's, it's like six yeah kind of different steps and beyond a little that. toggle switch and stuff we don't know how to explain because we're monkeys but <laughs> you know talk to us about that how did you how did you end up going down the what what inspired the spitfire tell you know what how many evolutions were there? Like, just, you know, I'm, I'm really curious about this pedal, man. So it started as the Scary Drive, and it's probably been out for, like, 20 years, maybe. This My buddy, Doc Scary, would be his, his uh, community name. He was making this custom drive for people, um, kind of based off some aerospace parts. He had worked for, like, different, like, military contractors and stuff, and they would hook him up with all these, like, weird high-end op amps and that where we got the clipping diodes from and stuff like that. Um, and so I worked with him, and we both were like, our jobs we're gonna oh sorry um we're gonna we're gonna dang it it's all <laughs> good we'll, it's all good, man. we'll add little beeps yep. it'll be fun thank this you, is you. gonna be fun <laughs> and uh we just, we just wanted to quit you know so uh he had this pedal design i was like let's do this thing like it's badass pedal um we're gonna um we're gonna you know make something with it and we really wanted to do the clipping stages uh it just had the single um clipping stage in there like the 914s and um we wanted to do that, make it versatile, and uh, kind of like pimp it out a little bit and everything like that. Uh, and we spent a lot of time just going through it. I mean, he lived in L.A. I live in uh, Orange County, so just commuting up there and doing random meetings, these barbecue and stuff like that. And being the first, my first um, pedal, I mean, he had done it for a while. I, I just really wanted to like get super into all the nitty gritty. So there was a lot of development time just kind of going through everything and just ear testing the crap out of everything. So um, that's kind of the different iterations, and then it's finally where it's at right now. Uh, we did um, we did the art with a buddy of mine, um, so we spent a lot of time on that too. Because after making the pedal, you're like, "Darn, we want to make this thing look bad." Also, on the outside, we spent so much time on the guts, so we did a little dev time on the artwork, and that's why you know it kind of got to where it was. Well, you you succeeded in spades. I mean, I oh. we've watched quite a lot of uh, demos of this thing now, and and. Uh, I've stared lustfully at it for longer than I care to admit. Uh, you know, it's it's gorgeous, dude. It's super, yeah. super gorgeous. Sounding and looking. Um, 
but it's definitely one of those pedals that uh someday when i can get my hands on on one of my very own uh it won't get uh, when I'm not using it. It won't get hidden away. It'll be <laughs> prominently yeah, displayed sure. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> now the the cool thing about it is, uh, like one of that extra that extra level you guys went is there the the style stages. Is that right? There's six styles of drive. Yeah, exactly, doing? and that's mainly uh, like going through different clipping sections. But the um, there's a gain stage in there, a, a separate like op-amp makeup stage where you're the switch is a two deck or a two pull so you're uh changing the gain of a gain stage and you're doing the clipping guys so you can get a lot of versatility for that yeah it shows man like the thing is it's literally six different drive pedals in one yeah which unfortunately means i'll end up having to buy like three of these things or something yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, a dude just picked up a second one i was really stoked to see that he's a lap steel player and uh, our pedal steel player too and, and yeah he grabbed a second one off like someone turned one in the guitar center i was like yes it's not sitting there anymore <laughs> <laughs> i tried really hard to find uh, somebody on on our end of the country that was near enough i could get my paws on one because uh i always like to if i can play a pedal you know before i talk to somebody who built it it yeah. just seems like a smart piece of homework to do but it was a it was a tall order from from where we are in Canada, but uh, for sure, yeah, I think we like so we only have East Coast, or we talked earlier, uh, we only have like East Coast distribution, but um, working on getting uh, we were talking about like Leprechaun or something, but oh, I mean, yeah, yeah well, I, I want to just obviously just so you can try to shoot you like a, a demo, just to fart around with or something. Well. We wouldn't we, say we, no to that. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> that would be rad. Um, that would be and rad. So, are you with the? Um, with these other two pedals, oh, my brain just slipped out the side of my head, man. My brain just fell apart. Uh, the Mustang and and the uh, the Rangemaster pedal that your pedals, excuse me, that you're making, are you hand painting these or are these um, printed? Printed. Uh, uh, I, I can't quite tell. Like it looks good either way. Just. <laughs> oh, sick. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, it's it's all rattle can right now. It's all spray paint. No I just way. got like um pinstriping tape and i just do the different swoops and mask off the areas and just do like three different layers you know or however many the folks want oh that's super super rad, great oh, i love that stuff mm -hmm. thanks yeah cool. i've been stuck on them too honestly it's kind of a departure from our art style but it's, it's fun it's kind of like it's fun for me to do and it feels a little retro like kind of 60s hippie or whatever like, yeah i win <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's what casper was saying before we uh... makes me feel like that that retro retro 60s post psychedelic but kind of just reminded me of like sesame street when i was a kid and <laughs> definitely like 60s 70s anyway it reminded me of the video for that the pinball yeah. you know yep am i am i old is people still is that still a thing sesame street i think well, it's that video. pinball video oh still i don't know that's gotta be i don't know that's gotta change <laughs> by now <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, before we get into the sixties, uh, yeah. those two, I, <laughs> sorry, man, we're just, we're excited to have you and we're a little disorganized today. No um, flat, no flat. I'm stuck, man. <laughs> right on. So the, the Corsair, it has, it has, a. You, 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 I would assume you went to the same artist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that was pretty great, man. The, the whole like chromatic dragon scenes that are on these pedals is just next oh, yeah, world. Man. I love it. And then, oh, sick. Yeah, and the Corsair, you. and it's more, it's a preamp. So Yeah, yeah, more like preamp, tone shape, or kind of front end. It has a lot of diversity, though, bud. Like, I'm I'm really curious about that. 
because uh, just watching some of the demos that I've seen, the literally the tone shaping ability of this pedal is literally from totally subdued and 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 soft tone to like really high wild stuff like it's so broad i'm really intrigued what you know inspiration wise what could what could be pulled from it um well in terms of like the root of where the the pedal came from or the tone yeah yeah uh, so it, it just started as a um i was getting it i was wanted to make a preamp too when i was getting started and i was looking into the the german style stuff i hadn't really seen a lot of that in you know our market and uh, through the, some of the online forums, people were making the the German recording op amp, the OA10, and um, I got the schematic from the from the, there. Tried to source all the parts, made the PCBs myself, and then uh, or actually made a, a little pedal out of that before, just as like a test run, or just made made it on the breadboard. You know, I was like, holy crap, this is something awesome. And even with uh, clipping diodes, it didn't sound as good. It kind of like mushed it out. Just the the open preamp. Um, sounded so rad when you would really max the, max the crap out of it and get it to break up. So um, I just threw it in a box and we took it to Nam, and um, it was awesome. People people liked it more than the than the Spitfire because it had a more probably like tangible um, aggressive forward sound out of it. So it was more like of a, a crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, you can get some gnarly wild sounds if you get it set up right. You can really slam some stuff and get it super hairy that's what i loved about it too i like the more high gain side but like you said when you um do the softer stuff there's a ton of space and depth and the uh image is really huge too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it does seem like you you were kind of chasing a because a lot of people when they do a preamp pedal they don't actually get much into high gain they focus more on being a well a preamp you know anything from kind of something they just have always on that just kind of they just like the way it colors the sound or maybe some mild boost or even into medium gain stuff. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you were kind of coming at it from the opposite end where you were going from anything from high gain all the way down to, to medium gain to, to maybe low gain, but you were definitely always adding a little bit of dirt with this thing. Would that, would I be interpreting that properly or? Yeah, there's, there's typically always a lot of color uh, unless you really get everything pretty much almost a minimum and just use the output stage, you know, and just urge the output and turn that thing up. Mm-hmm. But, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> That's That's right. I've been doing that a lot lately. Time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, um, I always have a tendency to max stuff up and really want to see what the distortion characteristics are when you're really pushing it, uh, especially because like I did with the other, the Mustang, the 1073, same kind of thing. I love just like maxing out. So, um, I was just making that op amp go as almost as close to fuzz as I could. And then obviously you can bring it back down um, to its like normal usage area, you know. So it kind of just happened out of me wanting to to push it really hard. <laughs> I like it, man. Yeah, it's... I just I just like how broad that canvas is, man. It's really really big, and it's cool. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm stoked that people are using it for so many things. Like, there's a ton of low end too that that kind of natural to the op amp itself, and it, it it's great for bass. Like, there's nothing lost. I, I have an issue when I make. A pedal or whatever i really want to like when you stomp on it you, you don't want the low end to like get cut or anything you know so mm-hmm. that kind of lent itself nicely yeah a lot of times when you use uh, overdrive pedals on bass uh it, it almost feels like the bass disappears rather than grabs another level mm-hmm. for sure for yeah. sure and that can be undesirable to say the least but uh... <laughs> <laughs> right it needs, it needs to kick you know, like kick it in the or something you know like not just suck it away so 
um, and and what what's the where where do you get these names? Yeah, why the why the World War Two warbirds? Um, I don't know exactly, but we're definitely like an aerospace family. Um, mm. My mom and my dad were both aerospace engineers. My grandpa was like a um, space engineer, so like we were always and a lot of people were in the military too in our family. Probably like half the people. So I, I was always um, into planes and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, for some reason, the like the feel of a guitar pedal, you know, it needs to be extremely robust. It's going on stage every night. It needs to function. It almost kind of lends itself to like a war machine in some ways, you know. So we're kind of like ad- adapt the Spitfire. And that's kind of what the little monsters are named after. That's kind of when we do like a, our brainstorming. We're like, okay, this is like the Spitfire monster. Like, how is it going to be? And like, what's it going to think about? And, or whatever, you know, how's it, why is the intention of the artwork and everything like that? So we kind of like let it be its own thing but obviously starting with the warplanes that's cool <laughs> i like the uh, the approach <laughs> every night on stage is a bit of a battle well, yeah that makes for sure it's like a little war zone sometimes you know and like the thing needs to last and be be rock solid for like your whole life hopefully it should outlive you that's the game plan yeah, yeah i think uh i mean i've had pedals that uh, weren't very durable and there's just nothing more aggravating for a musician on stage on God's green earth than your something equipment you're relying yeah. on just not being reliable. That's the worst. Yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. I, um, I did sound for a band for a minute, and uh, honest, and obviously you guys have probably seen you play on the worst smallest stages sometimes, and trying to like tiptoe through everyone's boards and stuff. I stepped on a, a, a cable going into this dude's delay, and instantly turned off because of the PC mounted jacks. And instantly died. And I, his face, I felt so bad because it just like you just like stepped on his like little animal, like his hat or something <laughs> or whatever. It's like so so brutal. Yeah, like he said like it, it's terrible when your ear malfunctions, especially when someone idiot like spills a beer or like you step on it or whatever. <laughs> one of the one of the funnier ones for me is uh, um, a good friend of mine that I've done a lot of touring with and stuff. Is we were doing a big kind of jam close out the show type thing, <laughs> and I tour with a looper. And so I had my RC 300 looper, which is a generous footprint pedal. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's my my buddy's just a heck of a dancer while he plays. I don't know how he does. (laughs) He's a monster bass player, Earl Pereira. Um, Mm -hmm. The guy's got to be one of the best bassists I've ever heard in my life. And he somehow manages to also dance like Michael Jackson while doing it. Like like leaping off stage. Yeah, like he's, he's just a, he's bananas. three feet off the ground all the time. Um, <laughs> but at one point during this show, he he stepped on the record function on my looper, and I didn't notice, <laughs> and he didn't notice, and the you know the Boss RC three hundred will record like forever, ten or fifteen minutes <laughs> before, before it starts playing, automatically back. looping. So yep. it was just like, what the heck? Is, it took me like a good minute to figure out what was going on, and just sounded horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was an awkward experience for sure. <laughs> just, just gnarly, like random looping, just coming back, feeding back to you. Yeah, well, and, and but it was ago. it was song <laughs> yeah. parts from songs we'd already played because oh, so sure. everybody's just like, "What are you doing, Al?" <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, do you did you collab with anybody on the uh, the Corsair, or was it uh, kind of more straight up done, just you? Yeah, that was that was the when I started doing everything myself. So the, the Spitfire was with Doc, and then um, uh, he, I mean he got so busy, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna do my own, my own stuff. 
And yeah, the Corsair just like obviously spent a bunch of time behind a breadboard and <laughs> trial and error, freaking hitting my head against stuff. And um, people like uh, my buddy David Barsky, uh, he helped test the pedal out on the road and um, you know had some nice folks um, like help us actually get a good gauge for how it's supposed to operate and everything like that. So it was cool. Cool, That's man. awesome, man. How how old are you, James? Uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Wow, you're a young dude. Yeah, man. That's that's wicked. Sorry, you can you probably all hear me stirring my tea. Yep. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, I said we're much older than you. <laughs> we're, okay. we're drinking tea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to switch to tea. If that says anything. <laughs> Well, you're getting there, bud. <laughs> it's all downhill after thirty. <laughs> um, so when did uh, when did you start playing guitar? Uh, honestly, when I started working on pedals. That's which crazy. Is probably pretty crazy. So you had a bunch but, of uh, audio experience ahead of time, though. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing uh, instruments my whole life. You know, from like school or whatever. I mostly drums. It's like it's been my my main squeeze in the past like five years. But um, obviously, I mean, some of my favorite songs and for everyone, of course, guitar is, is so rad. So as soon as I started testing pedals with it, I fell in love and uh, it's been great so far. It's been love. It's been awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's really interesting. Like we we had the good um, fortune of talking to uh, I'm going to try and say her name right because I didn't say it right when we interviewed her the first time. And I felt so bad because I'm such a fanboy of her. But, but Layla CD um, on the show. Tuna Tone guitars. Tuna Tone instruments, yeah. Mm. And uh, she didn't, she just started playing guitar like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And she's building wild. these world-class custom guitars. Um, yeah, and she started playing pretty because rough. she was enjoying building. So it's interesting that you're kind of coming from a similar angle. Just you started playing because you were enjoying building pedals. For sure, yeah, exactly. Like I, like I, I kind of said earlier, I just love distortion, and that I was just like, they're the, it, the a guitar is one of the coolest instruments to play a distortion with because it's you know it's such so tactile versus like color on a preamp or whatever, you know, even with a vocal or whatever. You know, like there's there's something really fun and obviously like um, innate or whatever about uh, playing overdrive or playing distortion pedals <laughs> for me at least. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm a I'm a I'm an overdrive guy too. <laughs> I think I own like and a relatively new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I haven't played pedals much at all. As I mean, we've we've covered that a little bit in the in previous episodes, but I didn't start playing pedals at all until a year ago. Well, you figure maybe nice. maybe less. Uh, you know, yeah, around there. Yeah, right. call it a year. I think I was building my first board last winter, and that was like uh, electroharmonic soul food and a looper pedal <laughs> like yeah so it's gone a little bit kind of bananas since then but um i've got i think i probably got five overdrives anyways just different, yeah. different flavors different colors different <laughs> you know and uh the uh gargantua kevin Schoen built for me that pedal is kind of covers my overdrive department at the moment <laughs> nice that's a lot. Well, that's three pedals in one. That's three in one. And you brought up Shoneswood on the show. We actually we yeah, we didn't talk about them for a couple episodes there. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> those pedals are so rad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a cool thing going, that guy. <laughs> so let's uh, let's switch gears here. Let's go back to talking about the, uh, the psychedelic 60s with the, well, let's go with the Mustang first, I guess. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, so it says I, it's, you, you've got Mustang Mark One. 
Yeah. Um, well, I think there were five it iterations of the Warbird. It implies there's going to be other Mustangs. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and like you said, though, they had the Mark ones. Like, it was fun to do the the kind of well. It's a weird crossover because just to go nerdy for a second, but North America, North American uh, aerospace, uh, or, or I think that was what they were, but North American made the um, Mustang initially for RAF, I believe, under the NA73 uh, guys, uh, NA73X. And I, saw, I thought that was so rad that an American company making the British plane, I think that's how it went, and then we're doing the 73, and it's the model for the Mustang was 73. You know, it's pretty funny. But um, so I don't know, just stoked on that that little setup. But cool. There will be, there will be more Mustangs for sure. Awesome. <laughs> um, and is the Mustang, you know, again, you 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 give it the moniker of a preamp slash overdrive. So would you call it how how high gain is this thing? Is it uh, kind of what I've normally experienced with preamp and overdrive pedals, where it's kind of uh, in the always on make you sound better thing or is it you know always adding dirt this one has a ton of uh a ton of versatility i guess because there's, there's a lot of headroom just being a, a actual like mic pre adaptation and then there's a little trimmer inside so you can kind of uh, slam it but i obviously like i was saying before too I, I really like there to be a lot of breakups so i think this has a little more and the corsair um gets up to a little more grind um not as much obviously like full-on distortion pedals or anything but i really like it to have some like kind of like searing nice like rock sound to it so uh you can get really clean like you can honestly dial it in to the same negative feedback and gain as the the to 73 and it's just like like the actual mic pre and it's really clear and open and and you know no color essentially at all just just nice like a little bit more of a attack feel and that's about it super subtle and then all the way through mid-rangey to actual like getting to distortion where you're you're full, getting full like harmonic distortion on your notes that's awesome dude um and and uh are you gonna do uh a planned artwork for this or are you gonna stick with the pinstriping tape and, and rattle can thing because i am digging mm -hmm, the pinstriping and rattle can right on yeah i, I actually Appreciate thought it was it. like a like a vinyl like it looks so sharp. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it almost looks like a, a print to me. Yep, looks really good for sure. Yeah, that that uh, pinstriping tapes came in super handy. I was stoked on that. But um, I'm gonna we're gonna switch to the the artwork. I'll probably still offer the the hand painted, but it's it just takes a lot of time, obviously. You know, versus just having drilled enclosures that we can put together. So um, yeah, we're definitely working on the artwork right now. Kind of like the same thing I was saying. We're like what's the Mustang going to be, you know, we're probably going to do like a horse or something like that, you know, but it's going to be a little like mech thing, kind of like the rest of them. Oh, so cool. we're working on that scene right now. That's rad. I love it, man. So far your, your artwork is like, it is the most rad looking <laughs> almost anime that I like. I just want to watch it. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> see it move. Is there a show based on that? It would be sick, right? It's kind of like Zoids or whatever. It's kind of like yeah, yeah, totally. That's funny. I remember that when we recorded the the Aussie Bushfire Gear Giveaway episode, the little bonus we did. Um, Al saw your pedal and was like, uh, "It's on my list. I don't even know what it does." But you know, just, <laughs> the artwork sold me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so great. I felt kind of embarrassed recording that episode because I was like, "I'm just, I'm." solely i have no clue what this is <laughs> <laughs> it was 
and I and I want to stand by my decision mm-hmm. more so now more because so I now. know what it does. Nice. <laughs> and it's f- fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a, a and yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> what what can I say, man? My lizard brain took over and I saw something <laughs> that looked good and I wanted it. <laughs> we we did think about that we're like okay, well, it has to look good too, so you know. Yeah. People like like you got at the I mean at the end of the day too the gear needs to feel right to you I guess you know like in a weird way like when you're turning the knobs and everything like it, it should feel good it should feel look look good and feel right for you or your personality or whatever because I mean I feel like all of us will get stuff based on how it looks you know just because it's like it's your vibe or whatever you know so absolutely yeah. I you know I think a lot of people are buying a lot of the pedals that are hip to see on. Uh, pedals floating around the instagram world these days based on looks alone i i I mean i think that that marketing angle has worked out really really well for not that the pedal isn't fantastic but for guys like steve demidash with Mm -hmm, the the mm t120 yeah that pedal's (laughs) it's like i think a lot of people are just like i just have to have that it looks awesome (laughs) totally totally Uh, i honestly me too the art i fell in love with the artwork before i even knew it was yeah (laughs) i would i would i would admit my guilt on that as well Mm -hmm. or uh the 1981 inventions i yeah yeah, you know yeah. how much of that is just people in love with the style of of that pedal versus the sound of it. But it Absolutely. sounds I'm, amazing. I've played it myself, so I wanna I wanna mess with it. You said it sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, it, you know from all the videos I've watched, I don't you know you never know until you try it in person. Yep. But, uh, I gotta uh, say too though, um, the all black version of the Spitfire, just that elegant look, I dig that too. Right on, yeah. You know, I wanted there to be like a polarized. Yeah, it's very, it. very polar opposite, and I, I, I don't know. I kind of like the yeah, the dark elegance of things. Sexy, oh, yeah. Give me the color. <laughs> that's that's the dichotomy in my brain. I was like, I want both, you know. So yep. like, I love wearing all black or whatever, but I love a bunch of colors too. So kind of want a little both sides. I like it. I, I do totally. the same thing, but in the case of this particular pedal, I just I gotta have that dragon man. For sure, oh. for sure. Yeah, of course. The, the black is thick too but it's so hard to make i have like i get like one out of five that are good because the the people who would do the black is, is so gnarly so we need to we need to revamp that kind of bring the black line back around oh yeah do you use it powder coat or paint or uh it's like a um let's see it's a black nickel finish so it's like electro-coated uh nickel on steel oh um, okay so like it, at like some pro audio dudes are doing it for their face plates it looked amazing but it's it's really sensitive so as it gets changed of hands or whatever little blemishes get on it and if it's looked the grain is so fine that there's a little blemish i'm like well it can't go out so i, I kick a bunch of pedals back to you know b-stock or whatever i like b-stock things <laughs> All right, you you fish for your discounted pedal after the show, you corn dog. I'm not, I don't know what it is about things that are not pristine that, that you, I dig. That was record time. It, it wasn't was. even a full second. You just, oh, I like beast. No, <laughs> I don't even. I'm not even looking for a discount. Oh, I'm just, just looking, kidding. I'm I just like kidding. I like unique things, man. And and if it ain't perfect, that's 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 more perfect for me. I don't know. I'm I dig that. That's I think that's probably why I I I dig some of the things that I do. It's just I like I like. We, we uh, <laughs> so we're we're good friends with the guys from Doctor Scientist, and, yeah. and they happen to live very really close, close to us. Yeah. Oh, sick! Um, so we've we've gotten to hang out with them a bit, and, and <laughs> we both did the same thing. Like, hey, any weird uh, beef stuff? Yeah, blem- any blems? <laughs> any blems you got kicking around? <laughs> we're nothing if not no. hammy in person as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I you know. 
I, I, I said this before the show, and I feel a little bad. So I just want to be honest with everybody listening. We didn't get a chance to do the usual like in-depth research and stuff we'd like to do uh, about uh, James and, and Lauren audio before we do an interview. But um, so we're we're really flying by the seat of our pants here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So where are you going in the future here? Do you, do you have uh, Do you have anything you want to reveal, or do you do you want to keep sure, secrets, yeah. or you know what's what's up next? <laughs> Uh, well, I've been posting about it on and off. So um, I'm working on a, a, a little reverb, of actual like physical foil plate reverb, um, kind of inspired oh, by so recovery. cool. Yeah, if we can get it down, it's gonna be rad. And it was kind of inspired by recovery effects. He had the spring reverb, and uh, I talked to him at uh, Nam a couple years back. And I'm like, dude, I kind of want to do a plate. And he's like, just go for it, just make it. Even if it sounds crazy, it's gonna be great. And I'm like, all right, screw it. So um just always trying it's really weird because i'm not a physics dude and there's a lot, a lot of weird like we're trying to shrink everything down like shrink ray everything and kind of change the physics of it to make it fit obviously in a pedal mm-hmm. i mean it's gonna be a bit big pedal still make a 1590 dd or whatever you know like almost like a foot long but uh or <laughs> or like a um box that'll go next to your amp or whatever something like that you know stage box but um yeah working on some, that guy um wanting to do more pro audio um, like kind of related to guitar players, like a, a preamp, like a 500 series single you could have on your amp and, uh, you'd bring your own mic like on tour or whatever. So you'd have the same tone every night and you just give the sound guy the line out. I mean, sound guy would probably hate you, but, um, he would just, they're sound guys, man. They're going to hate you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, and I was, I was a sound guy too. So that's why I know. You yeah, know? me too, man. <laughs> you can't win. Grumpy sound guys yeah. unite. <laughs> but yeah so the idea is you know you'd have the same same tone every night you know it's not just like a dude like turning the the knob on his desk for you or whatever you know so you'd have a lot more control um so kind of looking to more bring good recording stuff to the guitar player i like it i think that's very um i hate to use the word trend but I, uh, for lack of a better term it's very on trend with the way a lot of things are headed in the guitar world you mm-hmm. know mm. yeah even all the way, like you have things like Milkman, the amp and stuff where it's kind of oh, yeah. trying to take a bit of that approach to combining pedals and amps and, and give quality sound on a very manageable format. And even like Orange is starting to do stuff like that with uh, the, what is it, the Pedal Baby? Is that what it's called? Uh, I think so. It's hmm. basically a 100 watt pedal platform amp that's, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, nice. And you get a lot of, uh, you know, Strymon's got their amp and cab simulator, and and pretty much everybody's, you know, getting into that game in some way or yeah. another. So, yeah, simplifiers came out or whatever. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the tube amp, I you know, we're never gonna, I I don't personally think we're ever gonna get rid of tube amps as guitarists. That's, mm. I hope not. No, no, they're too fun, and we like them too much. But <laughs> For I sure, do, it's just like. Uh, recording gear like the bunch of great stuff's all too you know you don't want to get rid of that stuff no but i do think you know we, we are seeing a, a permanent trend here towards high-end alternatives in uh different formats which is cool i i think it's almost overdue mm, for sure yeah that's a great point and even with the the, the simulation on the, the computer with the UAD aux and stuff, you know, that thing sounds rad. And yeah. You can just travel anywhere with that and, you know, make great sounds. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, for, for myself, I'm, I'm touring solo 
almost all the time. Um, and I, I want to do more electric guitar stuff on top of the, uh, the usual acoustic and, you know, I always have my pedal board and my looper, but electric just sounds better with an amp and, um, mm. an amp is not always convenient for me. It's an extra trip in and out of the venue, loading stuff out and more stuff. I got to keep track of security wise. I've done a couple of tours with it. And for me being a solo guy on the road, kind of a pain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I love stuff like that, man. I, I'm, I'm really keen on that world expanding. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like in respect to what you said, totally, you know, like you don't want to, if you're by yourself, you know, and you have more than one, one a gear load that you can carry by yourself, you know, you're kind of screwed. If you're in like a gnarly area, people are stealing gear or whatever, totally. whatever happens, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's yeah, a pretty, it's, a pretty common thing actually in this part of the world. I mean, you're... I, I think any major city has the same problem. You know, people get to know where the venues are and where yeah. musicians load in and out. And is there a more like pawnable, hawkable thing to steal than musical equipment? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Like, <laughs> Sounds like video cameras, right? That's about yeah. Who <laughs> has a video camera anymore? What am I saying? Like, it's all on your phone. So yeah, music yeah. equipment for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's always like there's always stuff for sale used on any, any marketplace in the universe. So it seems like, yep. I mean, if I were going to go hardcore, I shouldn't say this on the air. <laughs> if <laughs> I, I were going to turn hardcore good. thief, I'd steal. So, uh, did you say that you went to Nam this year? Yeah. Uh, just as a spectator. Cool. What no, boots on the ground, man. Tell us what you saw. Yeah. How was that? Um, the people, I mean, it's so cheesy, but every, the interfacing is the best, you know? Like, I had the best year talking to builders that I, I've just seen through Instagram and stuff like that. Um, I got to hang out with uh, Brad, Creepy Fingers, Chris, DJ Lava Lamp, and Juan from Tone Hungry. And oh, um, cool. we all just messed around in NAMAs. We were kind of just, like, hanging out. And it was, like, fun this year, not just stressing about a booth or whatever, you know? We would all just go to different booths, just see whatever. Like I said, fart around, just super relaxed. You know, it was pretty rad. Cool. That sounds awesome. I've yeah. I've never been able to get to uh, to Nam. I'm also not always the greatest in crowds. I like to. I don't mind being in front of them. I don't like walking in them. I don't. I don't know what that For is. For sure, it's 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 pretty gnarly in that respect. Yeah, yeah. you gotta like you're like sliding through everyone. You're like gotta do a bunch of dance moves just to get where you gotta go because there's so many people doing different <laughs> things with their blinders on. You know, so you're just you're just running through everyone. <laughs> right on. But it was it was a worth the experience, eh? Oh yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, you got to go at least once, you know, just check it out because the gear you can you can find online, you know, too, obviously, and it's fun to demo the stuff. But yeah, the the, the the people you get to meet and just seeing the whole thing is pretty rad. It's yeah. like a freaking well, carnival, guess, essentially. I guess Nam for you is I just my brain just like, clicked in. You realize where you're like, located. It's a lot <laughs> next door. <laughs> like what's yeah, the, I'm what's super the, lucky. What's Never the distance? <laughs> like how far yeah, did how, you have to drive? Well, the, how, uh, yeah, it's probably like 20 minutes, you know, it's like nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, see, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking of it much. in terms of like, oh, I got to get a plane to fly. Well, yeah. <laughs> get hotels, oh, yeah, all so, that. I'm so lucky I take it for granted. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. No, I think, okay. Like, listen, if you live that close, you should take advantage every year. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I try to, you know, like I said, even just to go walk as a spectator is great. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit bit more in depth for us, but mind you, it's an excuse to leave Canada in the winter. So Ugh. there's something to be said about that. 
for sure that that's rad too <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, i guess we'll go that south yeah. i guess right now it's like 20 well fahrenheit it's minus one celsius but it's like 28 degrees 30 degrees yeah I don't fahrenheit know. I'm yeah it's not warm i don't understand fahrenheit i'm not gonna try now <laughs> <laughs> i only know that 32 is zero so somebody it's minus me, one. We talked about this the yeah. other day, and somebody because I was like minus thirty is where they both meet. Converge, and yeah. actually somebody somebody was saying like no, it's minus forty. Well, I don't know. So now I don't know. I apparently I literally don't know anything about Fahrenheit. Literally, well, my except heart, that it, yeah. that zero is thirty two degrees because I told you. <laughs> yeah, there. I yeah. know. I mean, we've been getting pretty. Give me twenty minutes. Down. I'll forget that. What's the What's too. the temperature down there right now? Um, balmy, uh, I'm sure. Like 68, 70. It's not oh, too so bad. It gets like 50 degrees at night. <laughs> so <now>. perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, perfect. It's pretty rad. <laughs> you know God, I, I do love just sitting outside in the sun. You know, it's not too bad. Yeah. We're in a freezing cold basement huddling around a oil heater. It's true. <laughs> oh man. <All> respect. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where the that's where the recording studio is. Yeah. So. Nice, nice. That's also a part of why we drink so much dang tea when we're. Re- Recording episodes, oh, yeah. Yeah. the heat the input. is hot. <laughs> Dude, my uh, my day job or my night job is is uh, security. I know it's not glamorous, but uh, I will you know just sit with like even just if the cup the coffee is hot and spilling on my hands. I'm like stoked, you know. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Most of the most of the builders we talk to also have a day job. Yep, I would say ninety five percent. That's pretty normal, and I I hope we've we we're highlighting to our anybody who listens to the show that you know this is uh this is an industry of guys that are doing it from passion yeah because <laughs> most of them aren't making their their living off of this they're trying real hard to make something but yep it's more passion than profit I, yeah it's like it's it's definitely becoming that even more as i'm liking pedals more and more i'm like even if i don't make any money i'm gonna keep doing this forever you know just because i love the gear but um, I think yeah. Hopefully, we're all getting there. Like you said, you're you're uh, full time music, so um, that would be rad. You know, get back to that, just full time pedals essentially, or mixing whatever. You know, it's, it's just so fun to be with music, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, would would you go full time if you could with pedals? Oh heck yeah! Yeah. yeah <laughs> no hesitation. Well. Yeah, no hesitation. No way. Yeah, because I I was like that for a little bit. So obviously having a day job blows, but, um, it's great to have a little stability cause I can round out my, my gear a little more. I mean, in terms of like, I can get crazy parts I want to do. I can do a little extra in terms of that. So it's been nice to have a, a little backup to the company as well. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of sure. like build it out a little more. Yep. And is it just you by yourself, right? You're, you you do not have anybody populating yep. boards for you or anything like that. My buddy helps me, uh, he did with the last uh, Spitfire round. Shout out to Dave. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Dave. <laughs> does uh, sales as well. But yeah, uh, all the building is, is me now, the populating, wiring, all that jazz. Awesome. That's awesome. Hey, so you mentioned uh, before we got onto the recording that you named the company after your mother. Yeah. Um, tell us about that's, that. That's so sweet. Yeah. So she was uh, an engineer. Um, she worked. Uh, she worked for Boeing on the rocket program for like the Titan and Delta programs. She was a safety engineer. Um, so it was kind of like engineer inspired in in a little way. Um, and like I said, my dad was a rocket engineer. My grandpa was an aerospace engineer. He did um, the Apollo lander and some of the space shuttle. So it was um, kind of coming from that background. You know, like it kind of lent itself in. 
and um, she had passed in 2009. So oh. we I obviously wanted to do something for her. Uh, support, I mean, it's your mom, so supported me my whole life. So it just really wanted to like keep it going, I guess. You know, like keep her. I don't know, you know, keep the herb ideals going in a certain way. So that's why a lot of the um, customs I do will be like, not a lot recently, but like wood inspired. She like a lot of wood and metal and stuff. So even her art style likes to like bleed into the the company as well. And um, she, I wanted to be in the military when I was younger and she would not let me because she was like a hippie and everything. So we kind of obviously got talked out about it. I fell in love with music. You know, I smoked pot at one point in my life and I didn't want to join the military anymore. But um, <laughs> that's kind of uh, that's why we have military stuff. It's like we're kind of re reimagining um, militaristic things in like a fun audio way, a peaceful way, or whatever like that. So that's kind of why, where she all ties in with it. Yeah, it's a beautiful legacy, that's man. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. Shout out yeah, to she... your shout out to your mom. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to Lauren. Yeah. She was, <laughs> she was right. And uh, a family of aerospace engineers, so you were destined to be just an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a just a turnip. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, man, yeah, no way. Like I was a, born the, to farmers, and you can't say <laughs> I was born to farmers. Well, I, didn't, I didn't live up to the legacy, though. I was terrible at math, you know, I was the music, so they weren't stoked. But it's coming around with the engineering design, you know. <laughs> Oh, that's that's, that's, that's super cool, dude. Oh man, I I'm I'm trying to think of something really cool and point. What would what would Walter Cronkite ask right now? <laughs> I'm trying to think oh, of boy. the deep questions here, but <laughs> just not in that place. I'm not in a deep place right now. I'm just kind of like, man, I'm talking to that guy, and he yeah. made the really cool pedals. Those pedals are so pretty, and I like them. Just loving it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm having a great time too, man. Yeah, I feel, just feel like we're talking with the bros, you know. Yeah. So. What about uh, what's your what's your go to acts? What do you play right now? Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's it needs a little work. I just busted it the other day. <gasps> uh, just the jack, but um, it's a Carlo Rebelli '70s uh, Les Paul knockoff uh, with uh, P90s. Nice. Mm. So that's pretty fun. That's like like a fun tester for me, you know, like P90 but a little heavier body. Um, and then while that's down, uh, we just have like a, a Schecter, like more metal style, but you can get a lot of different gain off the pickup selection. So that's kind of nice for like checking out how pedals going to feel with a higher, you know, it's getting slammed on the front end a little more. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh, I'm all over the map. Touring wise, I'm, like I said, I'm acoustic almost all the time, which is uh, a Kronbauer. Um that is actually not even my guitar. My guitar got stolen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I borrowed it from Casper here. And then uh, electric-wise, I think most of the time I'm playing my telly. Um, I have this awesome. really awkward-looking <laughs> telly that I turned into kind of a... I was trying to turn it into like a Jules verne looking time machine. steampunk it's very, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so it's, you know, kind of fun. And, uh, as I like the, some of the knobs and things are like yeah. a tap faucet <laughs> thing. <and> like... <laughs> yeah. I need to, I need to put another delay pedal in that guitar that the faucet, ha- the faucet tap used to control a delay speed, delay speed and oh, make, wow. make oscillating nice. weird noises. But, uh, <laughs> I kept breaking the carbon copies I was installing in there. <laughs> mm. So I need to find a more stable way of doing that. 
<laughs> and then my my main baby oh. was my SG, but uh, somebody at a gig, I don't even know who, uh, broke the headstock on it uh, mm. a while back. So my SG finally became a real Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fulfilled and, the prophecy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and I uh, I too mostly play my acoustic Cronbar. They're they're a, a custom built. Uh, like a hand-built guitar here from a guy locally that we know. Um, Sweet. And they're absolutely world-class. Um, and then from the, that's my that's my go-to all the time. Um, but I've got a, a 60s uh, pan, which is like an Aria Gibson copy from the 60s. It's a, I think it's mostly like a 335 kind of size shape with the, floor, like the sharp cutaways, like an SG. Okay. So cool. if, yeah, there's. I got. I think we got some of those pictures up on our Instagram. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna scope it out. Right nice. on. Yeah. So that's <laughs> and it's got like a. It's got. I'm not sure what those pickups are, but it's. They're hot. They're and, weird. Yeah. And they sound good. Yeah. I don't know. I like them. Sweet. So nice. when you when you throw the overdrive on them, it's. Uh, they're monsters. It's really cool. Our theme song was recorded with. Yep. That, so that's right. That pan and my. That's the lead. SG. Yep. Yeah. So your SG was the rhythm and the pan was the yeah. lead. Yeah. So nice. you get a, right, you'll, you'll, you'll get a sample of that when you, when yeah. you listen to the episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's my, my go-to. I got a couple of strats, you know, just Squire standard series stuff. And uh, I got a nice Gretsch hollow body, but I don't play it much. It's tuned into an open D tuning and I, okay. uh, I play it sometimes. I've been looking at the Gretsches too. Those are pretty, pretty oh. rad. It was, bit, it was like a dream axe for me. Really, mm. like when I was like, I gotta get one of these, and then uh, we, f- a friend of mine, found one at like our kind of a, I guess a Canadian chain or like American too. I'm not sure, but Long and McQuaid had okay, a, yeah. had a what do you call it a blowout, an inventory blowout yeah. sale, yeah. and it was found in like a storage room, been in there for a year and a half or two, and, <laughs> and nobody knew it was there, and they're like, oh well, so they just blew it out at a super Which good is price. Basically, a Canadian guitar center. But, mm. yeah. yeah, so they Rock. blew it out for. A really good price, and I just couldn't let, couldn't pass it up. So um, <laughs> before I forget, because I I almost did, which I don't, I don't know. I'm dumb sometimes. It happens. Um, tell me, tell us about the Range Master, because you, you got Japanese in quotations here. So you know, it's it's it seems like a Dallas Range Master, but uh, why is it the Japanese? Yeah, so that was just like a kind of a one off. I did a, a little series inspired by the the DJ Lava Lamp uh, Range Masters. So there was the the American, the Japanese, and the British, and um, the they all have, that's where the transistors are from and the parts that were all sourced. Like the American one was like American uh, germanium with uh, all Sprague mica and Sprague caps like that. The Japanese one was like Olsen uh, Japanese oil caps and the 2SB77 uh, transistor, and then the Brit one is uh, OC71 with uh, Suflex polystyrene, all the British caps and stuff. You know, mm. so kind of just like themed or whatever. Cool. So you did a you did a run of all of them, or just the Japanese one? Uh, so I, the American went for uh, a giveaway. Uh, Japanese one's built, and then the Brit one is uh, not built yet. Oh, I'm just cool. Sitting on the parts, so need to do that. <laughs> That's awesome. But th- th- those are just like you said, Range Master. Like nothing crazy. I wanted to like clone it pretty much exactly how how would you expect a Range Master to sound? You know, nothing fancy or whatever. That's that was just a custom I threw up on there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because you don't seem like, I mean, obviously you are doing clones, but you don't seem like the guy who wants to do clones for the most part. Yeah, Is not that... particularly in terms of like um, 
uh, customs that's great. You know, like I'm working on a, um, a King of Tone right now. That's but it's like flavored. You know, it's, it's we're gonna do all discrete, uh, all discrete op amps and my part selection. And it's gonna be all you know, um, tag board wire and stuff like that. So in terms of that, it's fun to do clones. You know, but for obviously for production. I, I don't have the mindset to want to do anything that someone else is already doing kind of, you know, so. Yeah. Right. I get that. Oh, that makes, cool. that makes sense. Yeah. Just like ego or whatever. And be like, Oh, if they're doing it, I'm going to do something else. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I think it's probably also, uh, I mean, there's, 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 there are companies that that's what they do and that's kind of a part of their thing. And that's, that's fine. But I think like cloning people and stuff. Yeah. There's, you know, yeah. I mean, I, JHS comes to mind because a lot of their circuits yeah, yeah. are clone circuits, and you almost every time it's a pedal that's not made anymore. But for sure, you know that's Josh is a nerd and and <laughs> looks up, you know, has appreciation for pedals that he knows that most people don't. So I I, I kind of get that, but I think it makes more sense business wise. Not that I know anything about the business of making pedals, <laughs> to make original circuits and try and put your stamp your dna on something and put it out yeah. in the world yeah yeah and it's 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 sweet to just try and further i mean super whatever like not lame reason but it's, it's fun to like further the the soundscape you know and like constantly just push it because i feel like the the further we can go uh the better songs we're gonna hear hopefully yeah that people <laughs> make you know like the more inventive they're gonna be and the gear is still part of it in some level you know so absolutely yeah. It's all, I mean, that's kind of what the dedicated dedication of the show is, is we're trying to foster the culture of guitar and bring everybody a little closer together. And we're finding that yeah. everybody is very close. Like mm -hmm. the community of, <laughs> of pedal builders and guitar makers and luthiers, everybody, their, you know, their collaboration, even if it's just, um, you know, a question here or there, like every, nobody's, doesn't seem like anybody says, uh, no, I'm not helping you. You know, everyone's very very close knit and and willing to further the further the art further yeah. the the technology heck yeah like it it's, it blows me away this is probably like the coolest community even i like come from like pro audio and everything like that uh just like you said people are so helpful and uh it's great to like be i well all of them people ask me so i'm like yeah let me help you because everyone's already helped me so much like uh, it's just so cool and obviously like you saw with the giveaways and everything like everyone was on it and it, it's rad to see this this community how strong it is and, yeah. and pretty like how close woven it is. Yeah, that that man that that Aussie bushfire thing like uh, massive credit to all the builders who contributed to that because you guys mm -hmm. and gals, I, I you and you were early in that man. Um, you you guys took something that had a need and had some support behind it because I don't think there were a lot of people in the world that were like, yeah, burn Australia. <laughs> but um, no, of course not. <laughs> well, their prime minister was just like, well, I'm gonna go on holiday. See you later. So he kind of seemed like he might have been. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the 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 builder community, the the and particularly like the pedal community and 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 close surrounding guitar related stuff, really took that thing and hyped it and brought it to a new level. Everybody was so excited to be a part of that. I mean, I think it really, honestly, the person that was most shocked by it was Scotty. Yeah. yeah from Nautilus <laughs> effects. He had this idea and it was like, Oh man. Like, I think their, their giveaway was two hours and some two hours and change. Two and a half hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like I watched the whole thing. It was, it was awesome. Nice. It was awesome. And yeah. I think that really just, he was the most stunned that it, it literally went globally bananas. Like, 
bananas. I think that says a lot because, you know, James, you're from California. You guys had horrible wildfires in the past couple of years. Oh, yeah. Uh, Here Mm -hmm. in the the Okanagan of Canada where we live every summer is just like, please, Lord, don't let my house burn down. Yeah. Really bad here. But we, um, we share the smoke most of the time. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> with you guys. Our, our smoke billows back and forth to California. It's, <laughs> next time you're choking, that's a Sorry. little bit of us down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, I think there's a lot of folks that could that could understand how much Australia is going through right now. And, mm-hmm. and that's why everybody came together the way it did and just took it to a level that shocked me. I thought it was a cool thing uh, when yeah. we recorded our episode and there was already like I think, we were, I think it was day three yeah there was already like 40 50 items in it and then by the time the thing was done it was like there's hundreds <laughs> and tens like, of thousands just, of dollars yeah raised. i was just it was crazy super stoked yeah that was really really awesome hey, he, yeah. he, huge shout out to scotty obviously mm-hmm. and i i think uh the smart part was just opening up a channel for people to help because sometimes you're just like i don't know what to do i don't know like to where to donate or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah when and... it's something you are so passionate about like pedals everyone's just like take my pedals please let me help australia <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was it was fantastic man there were there were some pedals in there that are hard to get oh well like mm-hmm. that like, one-off tape delay the one-off of... t120 yeah. from steve or oh yeah the that was so rad. collision yeah. devices Ooh. the singularity that yep. uh that they uh, sell out pretty frequently that Senai, Senai, the Shenai, yeah, the the white one, the only white one in Australia. Steve, yeah. or Scotty himself donated, you know, Whoa, yeah, wow. was the only white one on that continent. So, yeah, yeah, big shout out to Scotty from Nautilus um, Effect Systems, yeah. Effect Systems for 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 doing that. That was some good work, man. For real, love you, Scotty. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is always the part I hate the most. Yeah, uh, we got to wrap it up, but. Um, as ever, James, thank you so much for being on the show and, and giving us a peek behind the, the wizard's curtain mm-hmm. um, at your world. Dude, yeah, Alan Casper, thank you so much for having me. I, we're going to be friends for life now. We you are. Know? We're going to be great. choking on smoke from your... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and thanks to everybody for listening to the show. And uh, for anybody who contributed to the Aussie Bushfire gear giveaway, um, you should absolutely be very very proud for how much you did um and thanks as ever to everybody for listening to the cultured guitarist